0: Welcome back to The Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid, I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid so I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. I have a really exciting interview today. We're going to be chatting with Stephanie Greenwood about PCOS and trauma and hopefully some endocrine um, disruptors and things like that. So welcome to the show, Stephanie.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, so give us a little bit of a background as to who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. So my name is Stephanie Greenwood. I have a company called Bubble and Be Organic and we make organic bath and body products. I started it in 2007, a couple of years after I was diagnosed with adenomyosis. And I learned about xenoestrogens and all of the chemicals in our food and our personal care products that can act like xenoestrogens, act like estrogen in the body. And out of my need to avoid these chemicals, because back in 2007, it was a completely different market, I started making my own products and I launched it at the Salt Lake Farmer's Market. And then it just grew from there. And here we are 16 years later and I'm still running it. Um, but in 2014, I was officially diagnosed with PCOS. I felt like I had always had it, but I never had been formally diagnosed and I had just gone through a whole bunch of, you know, still struggling with my hormones, even though I was living the perfect organic lifestyle and, you know, avoiding xenoestrogens and eating the perfect diet and everything, I still had missed missed periods and, um imbalanced hormones and i realized a couple of years later that i was in an abusive relationship and i had been mm-hmm. since like 2001 and so i finally was able to get out of that relationship after 17 years and i noticed that the minute i did that that my periods just completely came back and i did not have any missed periods until I got pregnant when I was 41, they had told me when I was 40, they said, you have PCOS. I did a blood test and, and they you know said, yeah, you still have PCOS and everything. And if you want kids, you're going to have to go to IVF. And even with IVF, you only have about a 20% chance that it'll work out. And I had already given up, and I had already grieved that as a loss in my life because I was like, I I lost most of my reproductive years to an abuser, and I grieved that, and I came to terms with that. And so, when they told me that, I was like, Yeah, that's pretty much what I expected. And then a year later, I got pregnant. <laughs> my periods had been so regular, and then all of a sudden, it was a day late, and I'm like okay, why is my period a day late? And I just happened to have a pregnancy test in my cupboard and I took it and it was like blue line. It wasn't like, oh, is that a line? It was like very blue line. So I was like, oh my gosh. So it was very shocking and it's awesome. And now I have a, a we have a 20 month old and he's amazing. <laughs> oh,
0: That's so exciting. I love stories like that. Um, So what do you think, Besides leaving that abusive relationship, do you feel like you did anything else that contributed to regulating your cycle?
1: You know, I don't think that it was a coincidence that I had started therapy when I, okay. and I think that it was helping to regulate my nervous system just by being able to have some more coping strategies. And I had also taken some, uh, a a new approach to self-care and just making sure that maybe I wasn't eating a perfect diet. Maybe I was still, you know, having pizza or whatever off limits foods are for PCOS supposedly. Um, But I had made a promise to myself to just take my vitamins every morning. Let's take these vitamins and take care of myself. And I think that those supplements themselves helped, but also just that self-care help to regulate my nervous system and just keep that ovulation going strong.
0: Yeah. So just to kind of recap, like supplements and doing some therapy, you think kind of helped with the stress management and the body was able to probably get out of some of that fight or flight. And when we're in that fight or flight, we use up minerals, right? That are essential for the body. So if you're burning up those minerals, because you're in that fight or flight, and then now you're able to kind of relax and calm things down because you're out of that threatening situation. And now you're replenishing the body probably faster than you're burning them with, you know, the vitamins that you were taking and stuff, then, okay. Then your body is obviously able to regulate a little bit better. So that's awesome. What other, like, changes or anything else did you do during that period of time?
1: Um, Prior to getting pregnant?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: um, Flax seeds are a big one that really helped my hormones. I can't live without my flax seeds. And um, the other supplements that I was taking was N-acetylcysteine that helps. It's an antioxidant. And I was... Taking it honestly for my mental health, but it it helps your egg supply. <laughs> it it protects your yes. eggs. And vitex chasteberry, I was taking that to help with my mood um, because I have PMD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And so all of those supplements that I was really taking for my mental health really just supported the the ovulation and everything. And I'm trying to think of what else. Oh yeah, inositol. For PCOS, that's a huge one for helping with the insulin resistance, because insulin resistance is a big part of polycystic ovarian syndrome. So inositol really helps with that insulin resistance. So your cells can absorb energy instead of just leaving all of that glucose in your bloodstream and having it go straight to your liver and then having it store as fat. Um, so yeah, that's what I was taking before that. And And oh yeah, and I stopped, I stopped drinking alcohol. I was never a big drinker, but then after, if you've ever been through a breakup of of an emotional abuser, it can be really kind of harrowing. And I had never really had like a twenties where I got to party because I was, I grew up Mormon. And so I went straight from being in the LDS church to an abusive relationship where I wasn't allowed to drink. And so when I broke up with that, I had my, like my twenties and my late (laughs) thirties and, and had a couple of years of drinking alcohol. And I went, okay, I've had that experience now. I know that this isn't good for my body. And so I stopped drinking alcohol and just part of that self-care and that self-love was me going, I know that the alcohol is not good for my body. I know that it's creating a whole bunch of havoc. So, I I actually lost the the desire to drink alcohol at all. So I stopped that just a couple months before I got pregnant, and I'm sure that that helped out as well,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So tell me about your journey with like endocrine disruptors. How did you find them? What does that look like? Give us some examples of, well, tell us how you discovered that being an issue.
1: Yeah. So in 2005, when I was diagnosed with adenomyosis, I really was not given many options. They said, uh, you know, you need to have a hysterectomy or have a baby. I was 25 at the time. And they said, those are your two options, either a hysterectomy or have a baby or else just live in pain. And so I did not accept that as an answer. So that was when I started researching on my own and went, aha, okay, I have estrogen dominant syndrome because I'm not ovulating. I'm not, I don't have enough progesterone to oppose my estrogen, so why would I have so much estrogen? And that was when I started finding out about certain chemicals, a lot of the artificial fragrances in personal care products and candles and laundry soap that act like estrogen in the body from chemicals called phthalates and parabens that are a class of preservatives that are that have been found to act like estrogen in the body. And all of these chemicals, phenoxyethanol, BPA, so many of them that will throw our hormones off because they act like estrogen. They have a very similar chemical shape to Mm -hmm. estrogens, but they are close enough that they will lock into our estrogen receptors, but not fit right. So those estrogen receptors get the wrong chemical message and can end up acting haywire. They may grow cells where they're not supposed to grow cells because this chemical that's really close to estrogen, but not quite is telling those receptors to do weird things. And that was really when I, yeah, when I found out all about these chemicals and did something about it, (laughs) started my company.
0: Yeah. So then after you identified them, like what did that journey look like in terms of like transitioning to more clean products like did you just go through the house and like throw everything away or did you kind of like slowly transition
1: yeah my gosh it's been so long I'm trying to remember I think I pretty much got rid of everything that I had and transitioned them very quickly also I just started making products for myself and because Mm -hmm. And the stuff at the health food stores still had those chemicals. I remember I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to the health food store. I'm getting something that's better. I brought it home and it was like, oh, this still has parabens and fragrance. in it, even though it says that it's all natural and I bought it at the whole food store. And yeah. I, so that was like, okay, hey, fine. I'm just going to make everything myself because then I know exactly what's going in my products. And I started making it for myself and then I thought, oh, maybe it'll be something that I'll do over the weekends at the farmer's market and sell a few things. And then I got a website up and it was just the right timing. Um, And it really, really took off. So I was pretty lucky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I also, so for me in my journey of like removing endocrine disruptors and things like that, is I did it slowly over time because it was so scary, mm-hmm. right? Like I I've grown up using these products, and my mom used these products, and this is what I should be doing. And you know, like there there was kind of that emotional attachment for me for some reason, but I also wasn't in a situation like PCOS where it was like, oh, okay, now I need to do this. It was more of like research. And then I'm like, okay, I need to, <laughs> need to change makeup, skincare, you know, all of that. So for me, it probably took two years to get a much cleaner mm-hmm. home environment. Um, my kids still bring home like, you know, bath and body work stuff. And I'm like, okay, And then I let them have it. And then it may or may not find its way to the trash. (laughs)
1: Because I
0: have all girls, you know, so.
1: Mm. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is that sometimes the stress associated with eating the right diet or making your home completely clean and free of xenoestrogens or having that fear of, doing the wrong thing can be even worse for you than the chemicals themselves. So I think it is a healthy approach to do it slowly and in a way that's very loving to yourself and not in a stressful, fearful way. And whether it's it's making dietary change or changes to your personal care products.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. Um, Okay, so kind of in closing, what, well, let's say this, what are some of the biggest endocrine disruptors that you advise people? Like if they're just getting started, where would you have them start? What would be some of the products that you would recommend replacing right away?
1: So when you're replacing products, I would think about your exposure. Think about, is this something that's all over? Think about surface area of your skin and think of how long it's on your skin. If it's a body lotion that you're applying all over and it's a large surface area and it's sitting on your skin all day, I would choose that first before mascara, for instance, where it's only on your eyelashes and the surface area is very low and, uh, you know, or maybe a shampoo that you're rinsing off. So think about exposure when you are making those decisions. Um, Lipstick is a good one to try to uh, change over more soon because, you know, you're ingesting that. And as far as the chemicals are concerned, if you can just avoid artificial fragrance, that's a big one. That's a really big one because it's so ubiquitous. It's everywhere and just making that switch from fragrance to essential oils or fragrance free products. and have to look at the label on the back because a lot of quote fragrance free products, you'll they'll say it on the front and then you turn it over and it still has fragrance in it. And so always read your ingredients. But those are probably the big ones, the parabens, the phthalates, um, that phthalates are a class of chemicals that are, um, they're used in fragrance to release the fragrance compound slowly. So they're kind of plastic-like materials. And they're so they're kind of these fixatives, but you won't see phthalates on a label. It will just be something that's hidden under the umbrella term of fragrance. So those are probably the big ones.
0: Okay. And I love that. And if any of the listeners missed it, because I, one thing I hear from a lot of my clients are like, I don't want to smell bad. <laughs> and we're like, you don't have to smell bad, you know? Um, So the essential oils, right? Like I've used essential oils for like perfumes and things like that. When, when I'm going out with my husband and I want to smell a little bit more fresh. Um, So I love that. Is there any last tips or anything that you would share with the listeners?
1: Yes. So my podcast called The Life Detox, we talk about, do you need a life detox? Are you doing all the right things? Are you eating perfectly And you're avoiding all of the xenoestrogens, but still struggling with hormone imbalances or infertility or thyroid issues or autoimmune issues. And maybe you're doing all the special diets and really, really trying so hard, but still not seeing results. Have a talk with yourself and make sure that you're not in an abusive relationship or have, whether that's a romantic partner or a job, a boss that might be toxic and abusive, or family members that you really may need to have a tough, a very tough decision to make to cut certain family members out of your life because they are abusing you. Emotional abuse can be really covert. It can be really hidden and you, especially when you are amidst the abuse and you are blaming yourself and you're thinking that is all your fault because emotional abuse is physical abuse. It has physical ramifications to our body, whether it's throwing off your hormones or setting your immune system into high gear or um, or wrecking your thyroid because of that hyperactive uh, stress response that's going and going and going and depleting your body, like you said earlier. Um, yeah. So make sure that, you, you have a talk with yourself and ask yourself if you need a life detox, as I call it.
0: I love that. I love that because I know for myself and for other people around me, like that has been it's sneaky, right? It's sneaky. And so we have to be really mindful of, of how all of that can make its way into our life. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And where can people find you other than the podcast? Yes. at I'll Bub- say that again so that you remember.
1: <laughs> the podcast is called The Life Detox and yeah. find us on Instagram and on anywhere you find podcasts. And, and then you can find me at bubbleandbee.com. Bubble and Bee Organic is my company name.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you. Before you go, I am thrilled to share an extraordinary opportunity with all of you who are struggling with your thyroid. I want to introduce to you the game changer that will revolutionize your journey to better health and well-being through the Thyroid Fed Hub. I know that you're struggling with energy and fatigue and low libidos and hair loss and brain fog and weight gain. And I know firsthand the frustration and the challenges that come with this condition. But guess what? The Thyroid Fed is here to make your life so much easier, starting with your grocery bills. Cindy, one of our amazing members, she used to spend $200 a week on groceries for her family. But with the Thyroid Fed Hub and meal planning database, she is now slashed out to $150 a week. So imagine that the money that you're spending that you'll save while enjoying these delicious and nutritious foods that also support your hormones and your thyroid. So no more stressing about what to make for dinner or how to nourish your body properly for your thyroid. The Thyroid Fed Hub provides you with methods and strategies to support your thyroid hormone function ensuring that you're on the right track for better hormone balancing and sustainable weight loss. So say goodbye to overwhelming meal choices and hello to food freedom and confidence. But that's not all. As a member of the Thyroid Fed Hub, you will get exclusive access to quarterly bonus trainings. These trainings will dive in depth on specific topics that are designed to empower our clients from understanding your metabolic mastering to mastering meal planning to meal prep. We've got, you covered. We are committed to giving you the knowledge and the tools that it needs that you need in order to take control of your health journey. And guess what? We also provide you with monthly Q and a sessions where you can bring your burning questions and get personalized guidance. Our team of expert coaches will be right there with you offering valuable insight and advice to help you make informed food decision and further balance of thyroid hormones. So ladies, this is your chance to break free from the weight of your thyroid struggles. Join the thyroid fed and the hub, thyroid fed hub, and experience an incredible transformation that awaits you. Imagine feeling more energized, shedding those stubborn pounds, and becoming the best version of yourself you, are you ready to embark on this journey with us? Head over to the show notes and check out the thyroid fed hub and secure your spot. You don't want to miss this opportunity to save money, reduce stress, and reclaim your vitality. Together, let's thrive with balance, with a balanced thyroid, and renew the sense of confidence and freedom you have in food choices. And don't forget, it is only $20 a month. It is less than $30 a day for someone to plan your meals and give you a personalized grocery list. All right, I can't wait to welcome you to our vibrant community at The Thyroid Fed. So get ready to transform your life and truly feel amazing because you deserve it, my friend. See you on the inside.
1: Wait before you go. Please subscribe. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a review and share on Instagram. And please tag us. We love your reviews. Pretty please.